2: last we know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think you shared on your TikTok, right? Yeah. That uh, yeah. you're leaving. I love that that um, video where you talk to the auntie um, jual nasi padang. Yeah. We should all thank our aunties in the canteen for feeding us every day. just
3: aunties. La. I mean, I've always um, liked to talk to like uh, even the OSOs, the yeah. attendants. I, I, it's, it's, it's it's nice. It's a different group of people that I like to interact with. Mm. And it's nice not to have to talk about work. Yeah. Work. Yeah. And talk about, I don't know, like if I see the OSOs um, cleaning the lift and I'm just like, wow, Uncle, which uh, cleaner is good? Uh. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. it's just a, a nice. Off switch, you know, from True. the work that you do.
2: Yes, and that, and it reminds us, and it, it reminds us that we are all colleagues. Yeah, like you know, we are all in this together. Yeah, yeah, yeah I really love it. And and like the OSOs, the the um, they're usually senior. Yeah, and yeah. then they're like, hey, how hi, how uh, how are you, teacher? Uh, makan ready, yeah. and then I say, yeah, what about you? And then they can be so happy and proud of their work, right? Yeah. That it reminds me to be like that. Yeah. yeah.
3: Mm. I uh, My interaction with OSOs usually is I make it a point to ask them something about their job. Ah. So, like, like the Makcik Nak I always ask her, like, gee, because um, I think recently there was like an increase in price um, of mm. the food. So I, I will ask her, like, oh, what are your thoughts about this increase in price? Or like, there are OSOs in my school. Uh, my school is huge right so there are different OSOs for everything so wow. we've got a gardener Yeah, I'll be like oh uncle you know like so he'll be like um siram pokok okay. Yeah, will be like oh uncle you know like I also keep plants at home but my plants always die then like I give him a sense of uh, an opportunity to share with me his expertise about taking care of plants uh. right and I think that's what we need right validation yes that our work is seen and yeah, yeah. So that's 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 something that I purposefully try to do in the OSOs. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's it's very meaningful human connections. Yeah, yeah. And I think our kids can learn to do this. I think if there's enough role models who we'll do this as well. Yeah, I
3: I, I try to because like sometimes I see the students in my school and the way they just walk past. I don't see yeah. the students. I also see the adults, and I'm just like, why, mm. why? You're all part of the school community. Yeah. So so yeah.
2: It's like it's it's kind of sad when everybody takes the the I'm too busy to talk approach. Yes, correct. When it comes to yeah, yeah. the rest of the stuff.
3: Sometimes it's 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 more is darker than I'm too busy. Sometimes it can get to the point where I'm. I'm a holier than thou attitude. That's uh. why I don't talk to you. And that's the worst line. You can see it from someone's body language also. When mm. they have that kind of attitude. So I'm just like, no, la, this has got to
2: change. Yes, exactly. Yeah. We say that we are first world country. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think uh we need to be more refined, more um caring, more empathetic. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, okay. Um I also want to know besides mm-hmm. the kids you have in school mm-hmm. right and then you 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 share with us like um the busy day that you have as a teacher mm-hmm. and then as a parent <laughs> um okay so you go school meet with all these 17 18 year olds mm-hmm. and then come back to the cute 5 I don't know, for, for me it's cute. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have them anymore. That's why I say that cute. And then you have the uh, Mr. Five year old and Mr. Mm-hmm. Three year old. Mm-hmm. How do you manage everything? I remembered my time and it was not easy.
3: Mm. <laughs> I mean, definitely not easy, but I gotta say that I have a very strong village, very mm. hands on and very strong village you know, consisting of uh, mainly my mom. La. My mom. My number one goes to childcare. My number two, um, the past three years, my mom has been taking care of him at home. Ah. Um. So my village consists of my mom, um, and sometimes my uncle and my aunt ropes in as well. You know, they they help out. So uh, yeah, and it, and I'm always a sort to to know that okay when I'm at work. I'm going to fully focus at work. Mm. And when I'm at home, I try to be present at home also. Mm. Um, It's not realistic for a lot of teachers, but I'm the sort who don't bring work home.
2: Oh, that is...
3: I know it's not realistic. So, which is why I've never really talk about this whole thing on social media because I know that there are so many of my colleagues out there, especially when you teach in the primary and secondary school, yep. like, they burn the midnight all trying to finish their marking. Mm. Whereas for me, like, you know, I'm able to finish my marking as much as I can in school. Mm. Um, but yeah, so that, that's my philosophy when it comes to work. When I don't bring my work home, over the weekend, I try not to do work. If I have to do work home, it's usually after my kids' bedtime. So that unless it's marking like when it's exam season, uh, I can, that I cannot can avoid i yeah. re, really cannot avoid. Yeah. That's that season. Like in in, in, mm-hmm. in JC, especially the subject I teach, I teach journal paper, right? We're talking about hundred and sixty five essays and we're talking about like four pages essays, you know. So it's sometimes you just you just yeah, that one no choice. But on a day to day basis, most of the time I don't bring work home. So I'm mm. lucky enough to to have that lah. Um, so yeah. So how I manage is number one, I have a very hands on husband. Mm. He is very very hands on. Like um, people may not know this, but actually my husband deals with my boys on a day to day basis more than I do. Ah. So he will send them to school. Uh, he will can them. Ah. He will br- help them brush their teeth at night. He does the reading and everything. So that's half the battle won really. Yes. When your partner really pulls their weight when it comes to parenting. Mm. And this is something that we learned over time as well. Like when when it came to, when we first had our number one, it felt that I was the more involved parent. Okay. Right. But that's just the over-eagerness of being a new parent, you know. Okay. So, and it didn't help that I was breastfeeding as well. Mm, so, yeah. and I was like breastfeeding. And then when he's sick, I became the default parent to take leave and everything. Yes. But then when we had our second kid, um, my husband also switched jobs. So he's, he's actually now in the system as well. Not a teacher, but he's in the education system. Right. So our schedules are more aligned. Back then he was in the private sector, so he was okay. working nine to five. So when I had holidays, he was still working. Right. Yeah. So now that our schedule is more aligned, it, it became easier to kind of coordinate our schedules. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, so my husband's more hands-on. That's half the battle won. And then, I can become the mother that I am who's able to, on paper, on Instagram, whatever, to, to look like, you know, we are doing okay in terms of parenting. But yeah, okay. yeah it's yes, a whole yes. whole lot of village.
2: Yes, mm. yes. I can never thank our support system enough. Yeah. Our parents, um, whoever, our helpers, if yeah. we have, you know, even the aunties and uncles of yeah. our children. All these people just... Make up our children's lives, yeah, yeah, right yeah and and actually, yeah, so being being a parent doesn't mean you you have to be like a hundred percent in, yeah, and then you're the only one there, yeah,
3: it's, it's not realistic now mm. to, to be honest, it's not realistic to be there, I think it's not very healthy, also, yeah, yeah, right. You, for you, the child, you still need to be yourself to be yeah. a good parent, to yeah. be a good mom. True. and Yeah, so I, in fact, when, when I had a chat with my husband, I said that, hey, you know, I can be a full-time working mom, but I cannot do everything. So he was like, okay, what can you not do? I was like, cook. I'm not going to cook. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Did you have this conversation before marriage or? I think when we were... We just starting out. I think
3: when I was pregnant with number one. Okay. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, just cooking is too much. And it, true enough, when... We got our house the same time as uh, I gave birth, number one. Okay. So that's when we learned how to be a full-time parent and also how to manage a household at the same time. Ah, Homeowners. Yeah, and then we're just like, yeah, <laughs> nope, cooking has got to go.
2: <laughs> yeah, something, something yeah, has something, got to go, yeah, really, really. So
3: I was just like, but we're lucky enough that my mom cooks, so we still get the luxury of home-cooked food. Because right. my mom
2: cooks. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I see, I see. Yeah. Um and you know, this, this juggling of um parenthood or even for us who are not dealing with kids, mm-hmm. um, being an adult and you have so many things going on, yeah, right? Exactly. You you really have to choose your battles, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, whether you want to you ask yourself, what is it that you want? Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when kids are involved. And then you ask yourself, do I really need the perfect looking house all the time? Yeah. Whether I, I can spare the time to cook and clean? Because cooking is fine, but the cleaning up yeah. and the prep yeah. Yeah. takes time. Yep. Uh, and then there's always laundry. Oh, la- laundry is the ever so... Actually, I don't mind laundry. Me too. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm, so, and my husband doesn't mind helping as well. So like, okay, that's that's handled. So, yeah, pick our battles. Yeah. And yeah. so when we, for example, not don't do cooking. I think we don't um don't blame or don't have this feeling. Like, oh, I'm such a lousy wife or a lousy mother. Don't don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. Or yeah. don't even talk about. Or don't even talk about. Oh, you know, buying out is um is so expensive. So don't, unhealthy yeah. and whatnot. Because you have to really choose. Choose. Yeah. I mean, we have to eat to survive every day. So you know, pick your battles, lah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I fully agree with that. And I think there is a lot of um, expectations, especially for the woman. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, you have to become a mom. And so when I, when I went on my trip right recently, I think the f- the first few people who like asked, oh, you went alone, so your kids are with your husband. You can already sense the judgment behind, like how, mm. can, how can you leave your kids <laughs> with your husband? And my, my husband and I literally had this chat a few days back after I came back.
2: Um, okay. So yeah. where do you go?
3: Uh, I went to Frankfurt in London. Yeah. yeah on, I know because I own. I looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> of course. So uh, Yeah, so my husband and I... So it was a solo trip. Most of the time it was. We okay. spent alone. But okay. I, I met up with friends. I met up with family ah, members. Okay, yeah. okay,
2: okay.
3: All right. And my husband was just like, yeah, even people who asked me, hey, how are the kids with you? And my husband was just like, they're fine. Yeah, I'm used to this. Yes, right? So it's everyday life Yeah, anyway. exactly. <laughs> so, like, from... and Okay, from me and my husband, we don't really share about our everyday life on social media. So, people don't know mm. what goes on behind the scenes, behind the images that we share. Right. and it's very, I mean, the things that we upload on Instagram and TikTok is very curated to begin with. Yeah. So, people have this perception that, oh, no, like... 'Cause you uh, your wife go enjoy herself and then you you have to deal with the kids. But I'm, then my husband was just like, okay, what what's wrong with that? My, yeah. So my husband's pretty chill about it. Yeah. It's only the people who who freak out. Exactly. Yeah.
2: I think every family has their own system. Yeah. Doesn't matter how you run it, yeah. as long as it works yeah, and it, it runs. Works. Yeah. <laughs> Kids I mean, are fed. In fact, <laughs> they go to school. exactly. <laughs> in fact, my, my,
3: my, my, I told my husband like, hey, okay, this time around is my solo trip. When you, you have a trump card. You want to yeah. go on a trip with your boys? Sure. I'll, 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 exactly, I'll have it right? at
2: home. Yeah. yeah. True, true, true. And you know what? This is very important is that we can be very different people. But... Throughout the years, we have accepted us being individuals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's very, very, very important. Mm-hmm. We are not necessarily the kind of couple that go everywhere together. Yeah. Uh, no, like I will have my f- time with my girlfriends and he has his time. Mm-hmm. And we're perfectly okay with that. Yeah. I think this is, this is part of um, making things work in in a relationship. How we run our household, it's really it's really up to you and your spouse. Yeah. And nobody has a take on that actually. Yeah. Because they don't live with you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> right. So whenever we get all these comments like, oh Kassyan jaga anak. Why is uh, it Christian in the first yeah, that's place? Right. So actually like I mean my husband and I will laugh at it. La. We, yeah, we, right. we don't take this kind of things too seriously because we are we, we know ourselves mm, best. Mm. So, when people make all these comments, uh, some people may react, or, like, they feel offended by all these comments. But my husband is just like, eh, whatever lah. Yeah. lah.
2: <laughs> yeah, la. As long as you're happy. Yeah. Because I'm happy. Yeah. I, it's like everyday, like, yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's, that's one thing to to really um think about, you know. Like, as as we go through life, and then we readjust yeah. um, from singlehood to, to marriage life, and then to parenthood. Yeah, yeah these are the things... Don't forget yourself. Yeah,
3: yeah, this is yeah, very important.
2: you, because you need to be a the happy version of you, yep. the peaceful version of you, to to value add to your family,
3: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? And
2: mm-hmm. that's how things can. If
3: not, work. yeah. If not, you just feel a resentment, right? And yeah. that's nobody's gonna be happy. Like your kids will feel it also.
2: Oh, most definitely. You know, they
3: they may be too young to verbalize it, but they 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 are very good at sensing. Yeah, at sensing like what's wrong. Yeah, and they may act up. And that's worse, right? It doesn't help the situation at all.
2: What I would be afraid of is that when they grow up later, they have this map that's imprinted and then somehow... It translates in them as adults. Correct. Then they become cranky partners, their spouse. Yeah. Oh, that's scary for me. And like. I think
3: it's especially important in in my household because I'm the only female, right? Like, I mean. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> if I'm constantly going to be the the one default parent, or if I'm constantly the one who's doing chores or who's dealing with them, then it sends the wrong signal to my boys. Yes. Right. That. Oh. Only the girls take care of things that's household related. Maybe this works 20, 30 years ago when it's true that your moms deal with all of this because your mom stays at home. Yeah. That's part of a responsibility. Mm. But when, in modern times, when you want the wife to go out to work to contribute to the household financially, but then you also expect the wife to to do the same thing that's been happening 20, 30 years ago, that's unrealistic. Yeah. So this is like, making sure that my boys see that my husband is as involved as a parent as he can possibly be is really part of their learning as well.
2: Yes, yes, exactly. I feel that too. My husband comes from a very traditional family. Mm. His mom stays home. Mm. So he is not used to being very hands-on in terms of Mm. housework Mm. at first. Mm -hmm. But over time, because Mm. then he sees my family and we grow... Three of us uh, girls grew up with both parents working. Mm. So we have to be hands-on, mm-hmm. right? So th- then he, he kind of like see how, you know, I manage. And I tell him stories about, you know, when I was young, I had to do this and mm-hmm. this on my own. Then he's like, oh, I see, you know? Mm. And then slowly he, he starts picking up. And then like like now when the kids are teens, at the back of my mind, like what if I fall sick? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No other person is going to be there. Yeah. Your father has been, you know, protected. So, I think you guys need to, like, step up. And th- so, when I um, I teach them, guide them on cooking and stuff like that, and, yeah, it, it prepares them better. Yeah,
3: yeah it's important to right. have these life skills because these are the skills they don't learn in school to begin with. True. So, if they don't learn it at home, then they will never get a chance to learn. Yeah. And these are, like, family
2: values. Ah. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah. It's how yeah, the values are uh yeah. are being carried I found,
3: out. Yeah. It's it's very tiring to to model the behaviour, especially at home. Mm. You know, when you're at home sometimes you just show the worst of yourself, right? Oh. Because it's like well, yeah. But then at the same time, like as much as I want to like you know, show the worst of myself, I I realise that I've got like two pairs of eyes that's like <laughs> just observing the way I talk and the way I act and the way the what I say and how I say things. And it's still it's still Work in progress. But yeah. but you that,
2: that's your teacher brain telling. Yeah, you, yeah, it is. You know, like yeah. oh, these two are the more precious <laughs> students, yeah. pupils. You know, like <laughs> literally like pupils. Yeah. You know, like like your you disciples. <laughs> you know, like just watching what mommy is doing. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. So like you know, family. Um, like we we try to practice gratitude a lot. Mm. So we always. And it, it, it happens very naturally, like when I'm just like, Okay, la, let's let's try thanking everything. So, um like when my when the food comes and then like the grab rubber comes and then we'll sit at the dining table and I'll be like, Have you guys thanked Abba for the food? And you have like these two kids, like, Thank you Abba to for buying us the food Aww. and everything. So we, we try to make it a thing, la. Yes. Yeah. So now um uh, sometimes when I ask my boys to do something for me like grab something from the kitchen or whatever and then they'll come to me and they'll be like mm, mommy what do you say yes. I was just like oh, okay thank you <laughs> <laughs> and then they'll be like you're welcome
2: oh, so cute I, I love this stage la. like they're so like our mini-me's don't you yeah, think
3: it's very scary but yeah.
2: <laughs> yes
3: you see the best and the worst of yourselves yes, and, and then, another person yeah
2: and then you're like should I scold should I point it out it's me it's and me. especially
3: for my kids this is very uh, it's like cognitive dissonance because my number one looks like my husband but he behaves like me my number two looks like me but he behaves like my husband So I'm it's the like, same for me
2: <laughs> I'm like wait wait a minute I cannot yeah. I cannot the visual yeah, doesn't match the, the personality <laughs> Oh my god, that is so true. <laughs> okay, yeah, I will wait and check out with you in the future and then whether you use this, anak you? <laughs> 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 and whether, your, oh and my whether your husband like, he will just nod and like, like which son you're talking about? <laughs> it is so cute, it is so cute really. To a point, I don't know whether you will see this, um, like some part of my father is <laughs> in my really side, yeah. And I was like, oh my god. And then I'll call mom. And they're like, this is so entries, Mama. Like and then she will laugh it off. Like, oh, I really really. It's this.
3: so funny because my number two, uh, we name him after my late granddad. Oh. And we I sometimes when I look at him and he's my number two is very extroverted. Okay. I'm just like, oh my god, I see traits of my late granddad oh. in him. I mean like I'm happy, but at the same time he's kinda yeah. like freaky as yes. well. <laughs>
2: right. That's so cute. Yeah, okay. Uh we we can go on about these kids, you know, yeah. really literally. Yeah. Okay. So um I just want to bring us back to mm-hmm. after talking to Auntie Nasi Padang, mm-hmm. it's clear that you are leaving yes. the teaching industry. Mm-hmm. Like we said, Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, when you are teaching, you think that you would be set for life. Okay, that's it, you know. And we enjoy ourselves in the classroom and then we're going to grow old doing this. I can do this. Mm -hmm. And then life happens and then a different path appears. Mm -hmm. How was it for you? And I think it doesn't just apply to um, fellow teachers. I think to every one of us, you know, sometimes you yeah. think, oh, you know, I'm set on this, I'm in the finance industry or whatever, mm-hmm. healthcare industry. And then like, somehow life happens and then you change your trajectory. And then should, okay, I want to know your experience and journey because do we do it impulsively? Did the change happen overnight? Mm-hmm. How was it like?
3: Um, I think... Okay, in my previous school. So, I taught in my previous school for
1: five years. uh, But then I decided to... Bumble and Bumble Seaweed's invigorating shower ritual feels like an escape. Start with nutrient-infused shampoo and conditioner. The formula infused with royal sugar kelp, green microalgae, and Pacific sea kelp helps keep your scalp hydrated. Then, open your jar of Seaweed Whipped Scalp Scrub to add two times more shine to your hair instantly. And before you head out, use Seaweed Air Dry Cream to give your hair that effortless beach look. Make your shower feel like an oasis with the Bumble and Bumble Seaweed Collection. Dive in now at BumbleandBumble.com
3: Change school because I thought that I just needed a change of environment.
2: Mm, After five years. Yeah,
3: Mm. at that point in time, I didn't realize that it was actually me already starting to think about change in general. Mm. But um, yeah, it's just at the fifth year mark, I thought that it was too soon for me to have a career change because honestly, at that point in time, I have nothing to complain about. Okay. Right? Teaching was a stable job. I was doing pretty okay uh, career-wise. And at the fifth year mark also, okay, if there's something about teaching that I'm forever grateful for is that it provided provided me the stability that I needed when my personal life went through a lot of changes. Right. So like the first five years of my teaching life, it saw it. It saw my marriage. It got. It saw me get my first baby, and then I was also pregnant. My second one. So there were a lot of personal changes, mm. and teaching provided me that stability, that anchor that I needed. Yes. So, um. So I I I thought that okay, there was like this. Feeling bubbling under that. Mm, okay, I need a change. So okay. okay, then I changed school. I thought I just needed yeah, an environment, and then change truly happened, right? Because COVID happened. Ah, yes. yeah. So everything was changed. So whatever that I knew about the routines of teaching mm. completely changed. Okay. And so the first two years in my in my current school were just different from the teaching life that I knew. Mm. It was only this year when um, suddenly SMMS were lifted very abruptly. If I may add. Yeah, especially in the school context, yes. where the past two years there were no school events, so everything was very really chill. There was a yeah. lot of focus on teaching and learning, mm. which really was a core duty as a teacher, right? Right. Wasn't well, so this year? Then suddenly, like you realize, oh no, there's a lot of school events. Suddenly, CCA started to ramp up. Suddenly, when CCA activities ramped up, there were a lot of administrative matters to deal with. Yes. Um, and then, um, yeah, I just. That, 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 that sense of change that I desperately wanted five, like three years ago, it it just came back very, very quickly as well, as mm. abruptly as the change in SMMs. Mm. And this time around, I felt it even more. And I Aye. was just like, and it got to the point where I actually, I remember this very clearly. I was in the thick of marking common tests or some major exam and I think it was like at 1am and I was like struggling to mark essays. And I just asked myself, like, do I see for myself doing this for the next 10 years? Mm. And that, the clarity that I had was that it was a no. Ooh. So that's when I knew that, okay, okay, something has got to go. Something has got to change. And I need to think about this, give it more thought about it. Okay. So, so yeah. And that kick kind of kick-started the journey of me exploring my options. And, it, and and my decision to leave was not on a whim. Like, I'm not the sort of person who does things on a fly. Mm-hmm. Like, it's usually informed and I plan it quite a bit. Yes. So, it, the process started when I talked to a bunch of my friends who work in HR. Mm-hmm. So, I asked them point-blank. I said, hey, what are the odds of uh, private companies... Um, hiring a teacher of eight years, uh, with eight years of experience. experience. Mm. So, um, what I appreciated about my chats with these HR friends were were like, they was very honest. So they're not the sort to like sugarcoat things. So they okay. said that yes, pe- there will be companies who will hire you, but you must be prepared to take a pay cut. Mm. Okay. So I appreciated their honesty. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was just like, okay, I mean. Let's just explore. So after chatting with my friends, I started to look around for jobs. Okay. So I was like looking at LinkedIn and looked at Job Street and
2: look at this is while you were still teaching. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. So okay. it
3: was the things that I, I not at work, okay, just right. <laughs> yeah. for clarity purposes. Yes. I did this like during bedtime. Yeah. So <laughs> um yeah, so I started like applying for jobs. Not so much of with the intention to really apply for a job, but mm-hmm. really just to see who would respond to my application? Right, Just so that I know what are my options out there. Mm. So I really applied to a whole bunch of things. I applied to tech companies as customer service roles and whatnot. So it, it was a whole bunch of things. And you start to realize that as much as society says that teachers are very valuable, when it comes down to it, no one wants to hire teachers. Mm. And I think that's always the case um, that's preventing... Teachers who are unhappy in the system, from wanting to apply because they know that there's not a lot of people out there who wants to hire teachers, I and that's such see. a sad reality because I mean, when you're in the system, you you realize that, and you know that teachers do a lot of other things besides teaching. Oh, most and definitely. And we come with a bunch of skill sets that we are that's so much better than hiring a fresh grad lah. Let's be honest. Yes. You know. Yeah. But. Yeah, there's always that that thing about taking a pay cut. Yeah. That's always one factor to consider. So yeah, so I applied to a whole bunch of things and then I got called uh, down for a bunch of interviews, actually. So, and then um, this job offer came pretty quietly because mm. I, I forgot that I even applied for this <laughs> job. Okay so yeah after rounds and rounds of interview it was quite a meticulous process and you know, I got the job and that's when at that point in time I was still undecided about leaving okay. so I had a job offer I got you know, I got one or two job offers in hand and then I was just like what do I do now do I really want to leave do I really want to do this um, how would life be like leaving an iron rice bowl Right. You know, so there were a lot of things to consider. So I, I, I talked to my husband. We had lengthy discussions about this, and I decided that okay, actually the 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 main motivation for leaving was very simple. If I don't do this now, it might be too late. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm still young-ish enough.
2: Yes. Yes. Youngish yes. enough.
3: Um, True. Uh, with eight years of experience and being only in my early 30s, I feel that I am nimble enough in my new job to be able to learn new skills. Yes. But at the same time, I'm not a fresh grad.
2: I bring value, I bring value to the company. Yeah.
3: So I was just like, okay, let's try. Let's yes. just try.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I had the same thought mm-hmm. uh, when I left as well because I it's now... Or never. Because yeah. timing plays a part mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. right? Um, too late and then you you miss the boat. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. literally miss the boat. So, yeah, that's true.
3: And the funny thing is that when I started telling my colleagues personally, you know, like, hey, you know, I'm leaving at the end of the year, a lot of them actually congratulated me. It just like, Hey, congrats, ah. Congrats for having the courage. Congrats and then they'll be like, we'll we'll live vicariously through you and your adventures in your career. So, and these are colleagues who are not much older than me, but you know that it's the sort where like, uh, they missed it by one or two years really. Right, right. So it's it's, it's a sad reality. I mean, not that I'm saying that all teachers are sad or upset in their new job, but there is always that what if kind of the question? The what if? Yeah. Yes, yes.
2: Yeah. I mean, um, could happen to anyone in any industry, for mm-hmm, that matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, be it um, if you are in nursing, you are in the finance industry. You know the, and you know what? What's what struck me was that when you asked yourself that question, mm-hmm. would I still want to do this? Do I see myself doing this for the next, for 10, the years. next ten years? Yeah. That's a that's a legit question. Yeah. To ask yourself mm-hmm. because you do not want to um, live the 10 years and then become a jaded yes. worker. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah.
3: I think especially in the line of teaching. Now my teaching philosophy in school has always been derived from my experiences as a student. Mm. It's never a situation where I think that this is how I should be doing things because I'm the expert. It's yeah. always been like, okay, as a student, I've had a, 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 a myriad of teachers, yes. different types of teachers. Which teacher do I want to emulate and why? And which teacher do I not want to follow and yeah. why? Yeah. So, in as a student, my experiences does include having teachers who are very jaded. And my memory of being in the classroom with a teacher who's jaded was not a very pleasant one. Painful, right? It's very (laughs) painful because you can sense that the teacher does not want to be there but they have no other choice. Mm. And it makes learning difficult for the student, makes teaching difficult for the teacher. So I didn't want to reach that stage as a teacher where I'm jaded and I'm just angry because this is my life and I have no other choice. And right now, I, I was at... I feel that at this age I am at a crossroads where I still have a choice. So yeah.
2: Yeah. True. Because even if whatever that we embarked on um doesn't you know, doesn't go at full length, Mm -hmm. well you just know okay, not this, something else. Yeah. You know, for myself, right? I do come back and teach at jung, do at jung teaching. Mm -hmm. I still come back, but with different perspective yep. with different lenses. I feel that if your gut tells you something inside you, right in your gut, like pushes you, don't ignore it. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I've learned this year is to learn how to trust myself, especially when you're an adult and you know, you're a parent, you have many things riding on. On your coattail, right? Yes. Like you you, you got to juggle all this, you know. Yeah, I've got kids,
2: but I've got kids. I got yeah. bills. I got yeah. this and, then, this yeah. and that. yeah. So
3: you worry about those practical things, but so you're scared to make that change. But at the same time, you know that there's something in you that tells you that this is not working out. This is not working out. I think mm. sometimes pragmatism may override that gut instincts, but sometimes, like especially this year for me, it's quite the other way around. It's the gut instincts overpowering the pragmatism.
2: So, yeah I think the COVID Two year of COVID, right Gave me a lot of clarity mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, this year When life start, starts You know To pick up uh, again up, yeah. To pick up again Like, you, you kind of like know What you want And what um, Okay, I don't think this will work Yeah For me, uh, yeah. yeah So, having breaks mm-hmm. Going on trips Or whatever yeah. me time That you want to have mm-hmm. It's also very important Yep, yep. Realign with um um you know what you want to achieve your values, mm-hmm. your principles in life, yeah. it's Very important. And I think for
3: this year as well, I've got better mental clarity because um I mean the past five years, I've been breastfeeding my kids, and breastfeeding is a full time job on its own. Yes, right. Yeah. If, you, if, you, if the kid is physically not with you. The kid is still somehow with you because at work you got to pump and everything. So, yes. when I finally win off my number two, right, suddenly I've got this huge pocket of space <laughs> okay. in terms of my time and mm. in terms of my mental hate space. Uh, you ah. know, like at work I used to be like, oh, whatever break that I have, I have to go to the nursing room to pump. Yeah. But then, like, when I stop, I'm just like, oh, okay, I've got this free time, you know. So, it really gave me a lot of mental clarity. It also tells me that, okay, my child is be- becoming more independent. Um, and I feel that the past five years my focus my personal focus has always been okay my child my kids my child is still a baby but once they get a bit more independence you have a bit more space to think about yourself yes you know and that, that really propelled all these thoughts about what do I want to do with my career yeah yeah
2: that's really nice, and yeah, this reminds me that you know, if you're you're going through a tough time with the kids oh, growing up, nice. it will pass. It will pass. Yes. Okay, yeah, soon, soon they'll they'll be out of your hands. Now my husband wants a cat. Like what? <laughs> no, I want more time to just chill and drink coffee. Okay, <laughs> yeah, but that's how much um you know the kids will grow up, and then yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. make time to plan for yourself. Yeah, yeah, because. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sooner or later, it's just going to be down to you.
3: And I appreciate the fact that, I mean, my life journey is different from people because I got married young-ish mm-hmm. and I had kids pretty young. I had both my kids before I reached 30. Whereas I know that the norm now is like to get married at oh. 30 and then like have kids later. Oh, yeah, so I, I feel that that was a calculated risk on my end and my husband's end to get married and to have kids early. And then now it's bearing fruits. La, because now at the age of 30, I can still make all these decisions and still have the luxury and the privilege of age and time yeah. to make all these big career changes. Because if, if I were to have gotten married late and I've got like you know at, 30, at 32 years old, I would have had my first child, I would never entertain these thoughts of wanting to make a career switch because my focus would be different. La.
2: 30 now is like the norm. Okay, yeah. I mean, I'm yeah, using the touch, obviously.
3: Statistics uh, shown, ah. sync stats shown that the average age of people getting married in Singapore is 29 point something, so 30. Ah, I see,
2: I see. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. people,
3: people, honestly, people used to question like, why would you get married at 25? Why are you having a child at 27 and at 29? I'm just like, it's okay, you know. It will, uh, you will, you will see why, and it's true, though, You know, people true. see why. You know, if you were to look at me and my husband, like when we walk on the streets, right, you look at us, you would never imagine that we would have had two kids, one who was five years old, because right. we still look pretty young. Young, yes, you know? yes, yes. But that's right. With with age, with young age comes the energy to have to deal with the kids, lah. Yes. important. You know, a lot yes. of people forget that mm. kids are. Yeah, uh, oh, a bundle of energy. You better yes. be able to match up with their energy.
2: Yes, be the, the energizer bunny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I gain a lot of perspective from this. At the end of the day, right? Like what you choose, your choices. It's really up to you. Yeah. Because you are going to live that life. Yeah. You know, so people may give their perspective give their take on things but Mm. you don't necessarily have to take everything wholesale and become so confused just because of sometimes you just smile and nod
3: and then just do your own thing exactly (laughs)
2: exactly stop at 2 why stop at 3 why stop I don't know like it doesn't end people have been pushing me
3: to try for number 3
2: no just just don't want a girl I always uh, get that last time imagine Because hello, I don't just click and like Allah give me this can give me that, that. No, it doesn't happen that way anyway. You know, yeah, yeah. so yeah, I'm just living and like whatever God gives me, He gives. So, um, as we go through life and we adjust to new happenings in life, right? It's really yeah. important for us to know um, where we are heading. Yeah. Um, you mentioned having clarity is very important. Mm-hmm. At the same time, mm-hmm. ask people, like you asked your, your HR friends. Yeah, yeah. So have your circle, keep in touch with them yep. and then uh, yeah, be resourceful enough. I to, think it's like, important yeah. when
3: you mentioned about circle is to know whose voices matter.
2: Oh, that is so good. Yes. Because
3: if not, then you may end up talking to everyone and it becomes mental... Flutter and it just adds to the noise. When you already uh, confuse yourself, Mm. talking to these people is supposed to help you cut through the noise, but then it ends up doing the opposite. So your circle matters. You need to be very sure of. Whose voices matter. So like, like if
2: you want to go into entrepreneurship, yeah. ask an entrepreneur. Yeah. Don't, ask don't ask your fellow teacher friend. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean I'm like talking to myself. Yeah, like yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Like you don't, yeah. As I was leaving, I wanted to do my own tuition thing. Okay. I don't ask them because mm-hmm. they don't know. Mm-hmm. And they they are giving their perspective mm-hmm. as best. And it's not their fault for giving you wrong advice. You ask them. Yeah. 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 So.
3: In fact when I wanted to leave, I didn't even talk to any of my teacher friends about it. Yeah, I'm just like, because the sentiments are the same anyway, right? Most of our sentiments are the same, like, oh, uh, yeah, teaching is very stressful, teaching this, teaching is that. I'm just like, but that doesn't help me derive to my answer, because Mm. all we are doing is just commiserating in each other's pain.
2: Yeah. But,
3: you know, to, to, to cut through the noise, go talk to someone who's not in the teaching circle. Yes. You know, go talk to, yeah, for me, my HR friends. Yes. For me, and I, I mean, again, I'm lucky enough that my HR friends are people, not, we're not talking about just normal recruiters. They are really like the orang Ratas HR yes. directors. So, mm. they really have a bird's eye view about Where companies are hiring What kind of people So yeah And sometimes Even if you don't have These people in your circle Then just be brave enough To reach out to A random stranger Yes Yeah Yeah. True Sometimes talking to a stranger Can give you even more clarity Than talking to the people You you know Yeah
2: Yeah true, True That's very true as you're going to embark, I'm so, I'm so excited for you. I am scared though. <laughs> <laughs> I know you, I mean, that's very uh, natural mm-hmm. and understandable that you'll you be, you know, a bit anxious, not knowing what's to come yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but I'm very excited for you. <laughs> so anything you want to, yeah, just oh. end off the episode with regards to readjusting, uh, yeah, before you renew yourself and carry on with your journey of life.
3: This is my gift for you today. What? Just listen to yourself. Lah. Sometimes, especially when you're adult, you tend to... I mean, in a, in, a, in a good way, you want to listen to other people for advice or whatnot. But no one knows you better than yourself. So sometimes, you just gotta listen to what your body is telling you. Literally, in terms of physical health, what your body is telling you, your mental health, what you, what your mind needs you to do.
2: And that's when you make the best of decisions. I wish you all the best. And from the team of CYSG, they're all very thankful that you have come on board to share your story. Thank you for um, having me today. Oh, no, it was my pleasure, most definitely. <laughs> and we hope that we can catch up with more uh, TikTok. <gasps> I'm so excited to see something new. It's not a school setting Yeah, band, It's not yeah. a teaching thing. <laughs> yeah. well, wait next year. La. Yeah, See,
3: yeah. As I figure out my job. Yeah. It should be interesting.
2: I don't know whether you still have my gift for you today thing. Mm-hmm. I hope you still have. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm trying my best. <laughs> yes. So um thank you everyone for listening. And we'll catch you next time with Say What S G. See you next time. Bye.